Okay. We are doing now Tuesday's portion of this week's Parsha, Parsha Tobo. And giving a brief background, we're speaking here of Yitzhak of Isaac and of his travelings and travails in the land of Israel. And because of the famine in the land, he went to the place of Abimelech, the king of the Plishtim in Gerar. And he succeeded very much. He was very, very blessed in the land, God, even though it was a not good land and a not good year, year of drought, but God made him very, very wealthy, which, of course, aroused the people's enmity and jealousy. So we're up to chapter 26, verse 13. The man became great, the man here meaning Isaac, and kept becoming greater until he was very great. So he was very great, Rashi says, what does it mean? It seems like it's very redundant, so people would say, obviously it's very exaggerated, but the, the manure of the mules of Isaac is better than all the silver and gold of the king of that land of Abimelech. Of course, it isn't a literal truth, but is literally what they would say to express like how enormously wealthy he was. He had acquired flocks and herds of cattle and much enterprise, and the Philistim envied him. In other words, he was doing so, so, so well, it wasn't like, oh, wow, we're so happy that he's succeeding. Here, the stranger comes, and he becomes wealthy off all of our backs, so to speak. So that's how they viewed it. So, therefore, as we're going to see what happens. Um, so much avudarab, much enterprise, Rashi explains, means many different types of work, many different enterprises. So all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistine stopped up and filled them with earth. So his father was in this land also, of course, many years earlier, and his father had dug wells, which wasn't just a practical physical necessity in, in a dry land, especially in time of drought, as when his father went to the land, just as when he went to the land, it was time of drought. There was also tremendous spiritual work, as Kabbalistically it's explained in this service of digging the wells. So Abraham dug the wells, and the Plishtim, the people of this land, stopped them up, and they, they said, as Rashi explains, that, oh, the enemies are going to come against us. Here, this is land that not that many people live. And they're going to come and they're going to have all this ready water supply. We don't want these wells here. Who, who needs the wells? Not going to help us. And, and we don't want the enemies to get it. But it wasn't that they wanted the wells for themselves, so to speak, because then they wouldn't have stopped them. They would have seized them. But here they stopped them. They literally did not want anyone to get them. And Rasha brings an uncle which supports this by saying that this term means closing them up versus taking them for themselves or hiding them, they were stopping them so the enemy shouldn't get them. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us, for you have become much mightier than we. So originally, when Isaac came, Abimelech was very gracious to him, relatively speaking. But now at this point, Abimelech is like, forget it. (laughs) This is ridiculous. We don't want you here. We don't want you here. You're so wealthy. It's like, it, it, it makes us really upset. Get out, get away from here. So Isaac went from there and camped in the valley of Gror and dwelled there, meaning that the city was called Gror. He traveled from the city to the valley of Gror, which was a distance away, as Rashi explains, from the city. Otherwise, if it wasn't so far away, it wouldn't sound like he was fulfilling what Abimelech said. And Isaac returned, and he dug the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, which the Philistine had stopped up after Abraham's death, 
They called them by the same names as Father had called them. So there's various interpretations of what's going on here. So Rashi says the wells, which had been dug in the time of Abraham, his father, and the Philistim had stopped up, as we're saying, the Philistim said, oh, no, we don't want these wells here. It's bad for us. The enemy's going to have water. So Rashi says before Isaac traveled away from Gerar, he redug them, which implies that these wells were in the proper city of Gerar. And they, again, this is a spiritual service. He's leaving Gerar. But before he leaves, he wants to rectify what had happened to his father's service. His father had had his servants dig the wells, pushed them, closed them. They were like, oh, the enemies, we don't want them to get this water. And Isaac, before he left the city, he redug these wells. Others say that these wells were actually not in the city of Gerar, but in the valley of Gerar. And that's why, for sure, the Plishtim didn't want the, the wells there, because for sure it's not really inhabited, and it just would be good for the enemies and not for us. But Isaac is now coming to this area, and he is opening up these wells for his use. Isaac's servants, but in any case, now he's, he has his servants digging wells, and this was truly, again, it's a Kabbalistically very much connected to Isaac's service, this digging of wells. is a physical act that's reflecting a spiritual service. Abraham's spiritual service was supposed to be drawing God down into this world. Abraham was kindness. He drew God down. That's as we know, the tent with the four doors and is graciously feeding all the travelers and bringing them to recognition of God. Isaac's service is expressed by the digging of wells because the digging of wells is like from below to above, which signifies his service of not flow downward of kindness, but the upward movement of judgment of taking the earth, taking the physicality of this world and sending it back up to God, which is in a sense actually a higher service. But in a physical manifestation, it's the digging of the well, and that's why this is very significant. So Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there a well of fresh water. The herdsmen of Gore quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying the water is ours. So he called the name of the well Ashek because of how they vied with him. So this Asek, this well, this is a new well dug by Isaac's service. Now here they're not stopping it up. They're quarreling because they want it. And Asek means contention because they're contending with him. They're quarreling with him over this water. They want the water. And here, remember, it's a spiritual service. It's not just water. It represents a lot of godliness that the forces of evil want to take over, and we're trying to keep in the hands of godliness. So then... Well, they couldn't use that well. That went to the force of evil. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over it also, and he called it by the name Sitna, because Sitna also has this negative connotation of, like, damage or harm. That's the second well. He relocated from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it, so he gave it the name Rehovos, and said, for now God has granted us ample space, and we will be fruitful in the land. Rehovos is like the word Rachav, broad. There's this broadness, this bounty. As he said, we'll be fruitful in the land. In the future, there'll be an increase in the land. Because only now that God has granted us this ample space, and after that, so to speak, we'll become fruitful. So it's not referring to what happened in the past. It's referring to what will be the fruitful in the future. And these three wells metaphorically relate to the three temples. The temple was built. It was quarreling, it was contention, it was destroyed. A second temple was built, quarreling, contention, destroyed. And the third temple, of course, is like Rehovos, the broadness, the bounty, the ampleness, the fruitfulness that we will have 
the third ultimate complete temple that will last forever with the times of the Messiah. 